This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. What's up? What's happening? Welcome in Take Command Podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Ten years in the NFL for him. Five covering it. And now I host a daily radio show for me. Uh, you can catch that radio show on the Team 984 to 7, our new time slot, Monday through Friday. Also now streaming live on the brand new Team 980 YouTube page if you want to watch the show. Uh, Logan, we don't have a dancing producer here. I do on the radio. Nick is fantastic as a producer, uh, but he doesn't he doesn't come on camera and dance uh, very often. Anthony dances pretty much every rejoin song. Yeah, Anthony's got that kind of energy, though. You know, different yeah. strokes, different folks. So Yeah, yeah, which, you know, it's, highly, it's been highly entertaining for me since we started the show. Now we get to share that with everyone. <laughs> Um, also real quick housekeeping off the top, just a thanks, uh, our, like, this is not the time of year for a football podcast to necessarily flourish. It's, it's now April, I guess, when we get closer to the draft, but like the last couple of weeks, uh, kind of a bit of a dead time. And we just got some new data back on subscriber numbers and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, our podcast is growing a lot more than I think people anticipated for the time of year that it is. So just want to say thanks to everyone who has subscribed. Thanks to everyone who continues to check us out and is sharing it. Obviously that helps us a lot. If you're saying, Hey, this is great. Like you should listen to this and get your friends to subscribe. So whether it's Apple podcasts, whether it's Spotify, uh, you can subscribe on the free Odyssey app, watching us on YouTube. We really appreciate everyone continuing to support us and check it out. Uh, so thanks. Yeah. With that, is that what that data that we got an email and like every time that email comes, I'm always like, what does this even mean? There's like no context. And everyone's like, this is good. And I'm like, I don't know if this is good or not. It's like, could be in a different language. So thanks for some context, <laughs> Craig. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Logan, we're doing great. <laughs> and, and as a reward uh, for all of our faithful listeners, we're going to answer their questions today. Yes, Actually, that, there was, we go. that was the plan anyway. But uh, it is nice to be able to interact with you guys. Maybe we'll do another live show at some point too. That was fun. We did that uh, back during the season. But uh, for now, we, we solicited questions on Twitter, on Instagram. We'll go full mailbag Monday for the full 45 minutes today. And Logan, we're going to start with a kind of a fun one. This one from Benjamin. Uh, this was the last question in the last one that made the cut, but first off the table here, how does Logan measure outliers in the draft guys that don't fit in traditional boxes, but if their skills translate are potential pro bowlers, guys like tank Dell, Dewan Jones, et cetera, they performed well versus the best competition they face. But how do you project outliers? 
Yeah, outliers are always tough, and I'm glad that he brought up those two outliers because I think they're both kind of the better end of what you'd find from an outlier. So let's start with Tank Dell. Tank Dell is like 155 pounds. He ran like a 4.5, so not great in terms of like vertical horsepower, but his 10, I think, was the best of the combine. So that short area quickness is off the charts. Um, and then obviously you see him at the Senior Bowl against kind of that top-level competition, and he's basically uncoverable. Obviously, there's some concerns when a small guy does not run fast. And, uh, you know, small guys historically in the in the NFL have not done well. However, when you compare him to other small guys, so let's take Tutu Atwell. He's another guy that's been very small, was drafted in the second round, I want to say, by um, L.A. a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. How do those guys compare? Because Tutu Atwell has not done anything in his career. And he was kind of a fast, small guy, kind of this hyper-quick guy, um, or even like, Trayvon Austin, you know, back a couple years ago, like you compare him to those guys, go back and watch film. And one thing I will say about Tank Dell is his route running acumen is significantly better than those guys. So, you know, the, the question said, you know, you know, they could be a pro bowl level talent. I don't know if I'd go as far as pro bowl because like, where does he fit in your offense? Is he a true Z? No, he's probably too small. Is he a true X? No, he's too small. He's probably your F kind of Cooper Cup move piece. And if he goes to an offense that can maximize that skill set in terms of a guy who runs excellent routes with tremendous savvy, I think then you are kind of talking about Pro Bowl. But he's not like this guy that is scheme agnostic, if that makes sense. He can't go to any scheme and be successful. You need to kind of have the right situation for him. Like if he came here to Washington last year and they said, hey, you're going to be Z, like you wouldn't even know who he was probably because like the offense just is is geared towards a certain type of receiver. But if he goes to L.A. and plays that slot role, they bump Cooper Cup outside or whatever they choose to do, then all of a sudden you're going to have a very dynamic group. So, you know, I talked to some people, some of my buddies around the NFL recently about him. So it's very fitting that this question comes up and they were very, very high on him. You know, a lot of them had them had him as like the number one receiver after kind of that first wave of guys, you know, um, and some even had him higher like as the number two receiver overall in the draft. So there are obviously people who really like his skill set, but I think with regards to him specifically, it's because he's so polished with his routes. So like he's not just small and quick and super fast. It's like he's a technician at the highest level. So that's to me the thing that separates him from the recent kind of run of small receivers who maybe haven't done very well in the NFL. Yeah. Um I think the NFL does better with these guys now. True. Some coaches, some schemes, some some places do better with these guys now than they did a decade ago, certainly two, three decades ago. If you have a guy that's super fast, super quick, and catches the ball well enough, like figure out how to get the ball in his hands. You know, imagine what like Percy Harvin would have been if he had had Sean McVay, right? Or Kyle or Shanahan. Santana Moss is another great example. Santana, oh my God. We I Santana and I have talked about this. I'm sure you've talked about it with Tana. I think we might have even had talked about it on the show. Yeah. Um you know, but I've talked about it with Tana multiple times. Like Santana Moss got to the NFL 10 years too early. Correct. Um, and his career extended a couple of years because Kyle got a hold of him late and put him in the slot. And it used to be like kind of a, a, a demotion to be in the slot. Like you weren't good enough to play outside and Santana was good enough to play outside. So he played outside his whole career uh, until the very end. Well, he would have been, 120 catch guy in the slot potentially like he was that good and and they would have figured out the way or ways to get the ball into his hands and let him be that dynamic like punt returner type because Santana had it all um he's absolutely a prime example of that and I that that's I agree with you on that front for a receiver skill position guys in particular 
like the idea of having a package for an extremely special player is no longer not worth it. It was right. like, well, what are we going to do? Give, you know, 10 plays a game. It's like, yeah, because any one of those 10 could change the complexity of the game entirely. He can score from anywhere. Scoring is the point of offense. Right. And so I do think that the NFL now does a lot better job, but I think the the hard part is like putting the value on that, yeah. which is like how, like, is that worth a second? Is that worth a first? Is that worth a third? Like what's it worth? And I think for a guy like Dell, like you're talking about, if he's that polished as a route runner, it's a lot easier to take him a lot higher Correct. because you're not, you're not limited to just that package of plays, basically. Yeah, he's mitigating the risk for you of being an outlier. And so it's important to kind of note, like we're talking, we're making a comp to Santana Moss. Santana's 5'10", like 195 pounds. And that's a small receiver. Tank Dell's 5'8", 165 pounds. Yeah, he's listed 5'8", 165. He is small. He's a small human. And he's very quick. And I, I do think that there's this like, yes, the, L, the NFL can tolerate smaller players better now. 1000% agree with that. But he is like, he's the one of one outlier. There's not like you can go through the NFL history and you're going to, it's going to be, you're going to be very hard pressed to find a guy that's that small. So it's like, how does the quarterback see you? How does, how do you handle press? How do you handle some of the physical elements of the game? And so those are the questions that'll kind of be there with him all the time. But with regards to, um, you know, like, again, kind of why you feel better about him compared to other people that, that kind of are of a similar mold, um, it's because he is, he's extremely, po- he's like, you know, kind of that YouTube, Instagram, seven on seven guy who can crush you. And all. If you watch his one-on-ones from the senior bowls, like dudes who are good at press don't even touch him. Like that's how quick he is off the line. That's how quick he is off his release. That's how good he is with his stem. And I understand that the one-on-ones are geared to the offensive player, but I watch plenty of one-on-ones where the defensive guy wins definitively, right? And so to not even touch this player is very unique. So I I think that Tank Dell is – that's how I kind of weigh that. I kind of say, how how much of an outlier are you? And then do you have anything elite about your game? So, like, obviously if Tank Dell came out and ran a 4-3, you'd be like, okay, well, like he's elite speed, right? With him it's a little bit more challenging because his elite thing is his 10 – and his other elite trait is his route running, which is all on film. And he's super productive. So I like Tank Dell a lot. I think he's a good football player. I think he's got to go to the right team and the right fit. Would I take a second round pick on him? Absolutely. You know, second, probably third round is the range I, I would see him going. Would he slide to the, the fourth? Maybe. But I think you're, you're getting an excellent football player if he does take a slide like that for whatever yeah. reason. And I think for Washington, like at that point, he's worth it. Probably not worth it. You have bigger needs, but like if he's there in the fourth, and you're like, this dude's awesome. Like yeah. he's your Curtis Samuel replacement in the long term. Yeah, and um, maybe even better. And then, you know, like he mentioned Dewan Jones, and I think we should talk about yeah. Dewan. Yeah, I, DeJuan I have is... one more I want to ask you about too, but let's go Jones first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go Jones. So Dewan is. He's, he's he's easier to kind of work around, right? Because, like, there are precedents. You know, like uh, Daniel Falele from uh, Minnesota last year was 6'8". I think he was 385. And so here you get Dewan Jones, who's 6'8". He's 385. And you're like, well, how do they compare to each other? Here's a one-to-one. And so, you know, uh, Daniel Falele was a fourth-round pick, went to Baltimore, started some games last year, played right and left tackle, was very productive. I kind of wish Washington would have drafted him here. He's not a plus athlete, but he's a good athlete for his size, obviously. And then you say, Dewan Jones, how does he compare? And Dewan Jones literally literally crushes every single one of Daniel Falele's physical measurements. Okay? And on top of that, the production at Ohio State is way better. And on top of that, the production at the Senior Bowl is way better. The, how he utilizes his length, his play strength, the intensity, his bend, 
all of those things are way better. And so you say to yourself, like, is he a guy that can play at the next level? Like, how does he compare to like maybe the biggest dude in the NFL, Trent Brown? He's not the athlete Trent Brown is. Who's the guy that they drafted out of Louisville? That just drafted out of Louisville a couple years ago. Uh, Makai Becton. Makai Becton. He's not that kind of athlete, but he covers up his maybe deficient athleticism with the use of his length and the use of his power, which is stuff that those guys have. So to me, the this the the path for a guy like DeWan Jones, the NFL compared to Tank Dell, is much straighter because you see him in pass protection being absolutely dominant at times. Does he have some deficient movement skills? Yes, but could he play in an outside zone scheme? I think so. Like you watch some of the stuff he does at Ohio State. He's like pulling into space. He's getting his hands on guys. And the thing is he plays with such power. He kind of reminds me of like Ty Inseki. Like Ty Inseki was just a massive human. And if he just put his hand on you, like linebackers, defensive linemen, they just couldn't figure out how to handle that length and size and strength. So I think personally, like he's probably my – fifth or sixth offensive lineman like and a little bit of it's because he's got a lot of upside I think he's sliding at the moment on draft boards because he didn't do anything at his pro day like he didn't work out Paris Johnson works out he's going to be the second guy taken probably why aren't you working out so I think that like kind of the the perception of it but when you talk to guys around the league like I talked to again some of my online buddies they're like he's not my type of guy because he's so damn big but when you watch his film you like it like he just is he consistently wins pass rush reps he's physical he finishes plays, like all those things that kind of bug you about big players, like being lazy or whatever it is, like doesn't show up for him. And when you see him in person, which I was able to see him at the combine, he's not like a big fat guy. He's just a big guy, just a huge yeah. man. And so the conditioning concerns aren't there with him. Again, the foot speed stuff's a little bit of concern, but you see him with the, like his arms are the longest ever measured at the combine. And he uses that length really well. And I had a guy that I respect emphatically tell me, with an offensive lineman, if the foot speed isn't there, is the length there? And with Dewan Jones, the length is 100% there. So to me, the the path for Dewan is like, he'll start for a team this year. He's He is in that group of guys this year who's a starting caliber right tackle. And he could probably play left in certain systems. Like here, he could probably play left. So it's like, yeah, why not? And so he's going to slide a little bit. People are going to have different opinions on him because of he did one day at the Senior Bowl. He um, didn't do his pro day. People are going to be like, why is he not competitive? Whatever, whatever, whatever. But um, there's also, this is another thing just kind of came to me at the moment. Some people aren't sure how much he loves football because he was a basketball player first. So like he kind of fell into football. Does he love it? Those things are concerning, but from a physical film production standpoint, like he's an outstanding football player. And the production is way less challenging than for a guy like Tank Dell. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. So the opposite side of the spectrum of Tank Dell, a guy who's kind of an athletic freak but doesn't have the size, is a guy like Brian Branch, who's just doesn't fit in a position necessarily right. and didn't quite test as well as the film might suggest. What do you do with a guy like Branch? And obviously we have the Kyle Hamilton example from last year. But this is a guy that earlier in the process, like we were talking about the commanders potentially taking at 16, and now most mock drafts I see have him falling into the second round. Yeah, and I think that's a tough thing about 
like again it's kind of a scheme fit thing like his film is outstanding this film is amazing like he's a good football player he reminds me of uh petrie out of baylor from last year a guy who's good at the line of scrimmage he probably has better coverage ability than petrie uh, you know like the guys at pff for example they think he could be a number one corner outside i don't see that but obviously when you have that level level of coverage ability like you can play in this style like their comp at pff is derwin james i think that's a little bit rich for me because derwin yeah, james Derwin's is an elite guy, athlete right and so you got to kind of again as much as you want to say the film the film the film the film you have to weigh the physical characteristics a little bit, right? And so is he very productive in college? Yes. Was 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 Petrie um, productive in college? Yes. Petrie's a second-round pick. Doesn't mean he's a bad football player, right? It just doesn't translate quite the same way. So um, there are some concerns about what he can do. Like one of the things about Derwin is because he's such a physical freak, you say we can literally line him up every anywhere on the field. He can play linebacker. He can play safety. In certain down and distance, they play corner. He can match up with the number one corner. Branch's film says he can do that. But from a physical standpoint, as a coach, I don't want to put him in a position where he can't do that. And there's a reason teams have physical thresholds for positions, right? I was talking to my, one of my tight end coaches from Chicago recently, and he was like, Logan, you're, you and Lee Smith are the only two tight ends who are like kind of red athletes, which is a bad athlete that have played longer, that have played to a second contract in the last 20 years of the NFL. So there's a reason that they have these physical. Are you proud of that? I am proud of it, but it's also kind of embarrassing. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, I am very proud that I was the one who was able to, or one of two guys to get it done. But it's also like, man, like I was off. This is a little aside here. I was off a lot of people's boards because I ran so slow and because I couldn't jump very What high. was your 40 time? I think it was a 4.8, eight, something like that. So, you know, 4.9 basically. And then I jumped like 28, 29 inches. Like my broad was probably sub nine, maybe. You know, maybe it was like nine six. How many of those numbers could you beat today? I probably could beat all. I was thinking about it. I probably could beat all of them now. Because I don't know. I've just trained differently. I don't know. Anyway. We're getting way off topic here. That's that's a that's a trade for it's the a best mailbag question. episode. That's I feel like that's more fun than than the questions we're I, answering. So I mean, I, okay, yes, I do think I could beat all of those metrics now. Being thirty six years old, because I sprint more, I jump more, and when I was playing, I didn't do that quite as much. So whatever. Anyway, so you so, don't you don't like your chances against the defensive end as much, but you could beat yourself in the forty. Correct. Right. Absolutely. Got it. Right. And Got it. so. Um, so basically like you have those, those physical metrics based on combine data for a reason, right? There's the reason a lot of corners don't run four or five plus, like it's just, you don't have the speed to compete with bigger wide receivers. Right. And so I think that that's something with, with branch, it's really going to affect him is because like, he just doesn't meet some of the elite physical thresholds of the position. And that's not, that doesn't mean he's a bad football player. It just means well, you can't do everything That's the thing with Branch, though, is like, what position is he? Right. Like, what are we evaluating him as? And if it's an outside corner, then yeah, you're not even close on the physical right. profile. If it's a safety, you're a lot closer. If it's a linebacker, you're pretty elite. Right. And yeah, but he's not, that's the thing. It's not like, um, it's not like Cam Chancellor, for example, right? Who was 6'3", two, I think he was 230 coming out and ran like a 4'6", I want to say. Don't quote yeah. me on that. But, um, but like you were like, okay, because he's so big, he, there's a lot of flexibility there for him in terms of what he can do. Branch is like, I want to say he's like six foot one ninety five. Yeah. yeah. One, he's not a big man. Like cam curls bigger than him, you know, and cam curls, like not a huge safety by any stretch of the imagination. So he's a kind of a slight build guy who didn't 
run the way you thought he was going to run. He's very similar to Petrie. Like they're very yeah. similar. And I think that's that, it. Go, right, go ahead. No, no. And so, so I think that the, like, again, like I like his film a lot, but there are, there are reasons these physical thresholds are in place basically. So Petrie last year, 147 tackles, uh, had a sack, had five picks. Yeah. Like, I think most Commanders fans would take that. What was the last dude that was here that had five picks? Right. It doesn't feel like they've had five picks in a season as a team the last couple of years. Right. Um, they have, I'm sure, but it doesn't. It sure doesn't feel like it. Right. And so, but it's just about where the value is for the position, right? And right. I think everyone thinks that as I'm moving up in the draft, I'm getting a better football player. I think there's an element of truth to that, obviously, but there's also an element of security and what i mean by that yeah. is that, like i want a guy that i know is going to be good and so you know when we did our mock draft we talked about how deontay banks was going to be like the guy we'd pick and a little bit of it is because i just feel better about his athletic profile than joey porter jr like and i just feel more secure and i want that 16th pick to hit right and if i, right. and if, I and if i'm worried i'm going to miss on greatness like let's say for example like um trent williams versus the guy that was coming out of his same year from Oklahoma State, I don't remember his name. Uh, the guy who did the Bitcoin thing. Um, he got his whole salary paid in Bitcoin. Do you remember this guy? Gosh, it doesn't uh, matter. Uh, it's like, look a, it up. Anyway, so if you, those, those guys had basically the exact same grade by a lot of teams, but Trent had the bigger upside. And so you go with the guy with the bigger upside if they're even. But if they're not even, then you go with the, the sure thing, I think. And so that's kind of what I would say about branch is that is he is he the sure thing everyone thought he was going to be at a position in safety that is not very valuable and if you look at this year's draft like there won't be a safety if he's not the guy selected in the first round so i think that's important for people to kind of keep in mind too like in the same way you see tight ends and running backs and linebackers getting pushed down the board a little bit safeties are the same way because you can kind of find value at that position i don't say anywhere but much more readily than other spots russell okun nick yeah thank you, geez, yeah, Russell Okun, Trent Williams. There we go. There you go. Russell Okun went sixth in that draft to Seattle. Um, what a draft! You got Sam yeah. Bradford, and Dominican Sue, Gerald McCoy, Trent Williams, Eric Berry, who was so good for not yeah. very long. Uh, Okun, Joe Hayden, and some uh, some good players. Some, Top some ten in the draft. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Graham uh, was in that draft. Some guys, a lot of guys still playing, which I mean, yeah. I guess it's, it's 2023, but it's also like you got a bunch of guys like Devin McCourty just retired. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you got guys that have been gone for like seven years. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. That's how the NFL works. Right. Right.